Hey guys, what's up? Uh, it's me here again. Uh, this, this one's gonna be a little different. I may not even use this footage. We'll just see how it goes. I'm uh, on my way to uh, golf under the ear party right now. So I'm uh, recording this podcast in the car because I forgot about it. All right, so today's episode is all about a show that ended recently. No, not Game of Thrones, but it's kind of similar. It's uh, Star versus the Forces of Evil. Now, I know you're thinking, really? You watch a cartoon. Well, it's a good cartoon. Uh, it's one of the last good ones, in my opinion. We lost Phineas and Ferb. We lost Gravity Falls. That was one of the last ones. And, you know, not even to forget about the ones that were way before it. But uh, four seasons, four years, following the journey of Star Butterfly, a 14-year-old who, that's at the beginning, I guess she's 18 by the end, but 14-year-old princess whose parents are the king and queen of Muni, Uh, but the one thing that's special about this one is she's got powers. When she turned 14, she was gifted the wand, which is her family's heirloom, and so her parents decide to send her to Earth uh, because it's a safer dimension to learn so that she, you know, can not worry about uh, monsters trying to steal the wand from her because that's, as it is, it's she versus the forces of evil. And so she goes to Earth, uh, ends up living with the other main character, Marco Diaz, who's uh, a karate-loving kid, kid from Earth who, uh, probably my favorite, maybe. I don't know, Star's very quirky. Marco, uh, at first didn't want to be with, didn't want her to be there. He, he was like, why, why? And then, you know, towards the end, you see that uh, they actually become a couple. And that's, you know, kind of the big, one of the big things everybody wanted, which is great. But through it, you see Star learning how to control her powers, what it really means to to have this response, have these responsibilities and stuff because she has to fight against the forces of evil and she has to learn how to face multiple challenges, not just uh, blast a couple bad guys. You know, she learns about having to sacrifice, you know, and multiple times she sacrifices her wand, her powers, the magic. But these last season, season four, it's been probably one of my favorites, I think, maybe other than the first season, but we've just seen so much change. Now, there's, you know, a lot of strong strong women in this one, and it's a good portrayal of them. It's not like, oh, men are better than, I mean, women are better than men. It's it's when women have the have power, they understand how to use it to the to help everyone. And men are capable of that too, but it's like a it's a it's a female heavy lead show. It's, it was, it was so good though. I, uh, realized how close it was to Game of Thrones, uh, in their sense of, you know, with medieval stuff, but it's good for kids too, you know, especially in high school at the time, you know, you've grown up changing, realizing you have to face things on your own because that's kind of what she goes through and what she, what she realizes she has to do. And it's just, it was so good. It was, uh. Lots of, lots of good things. Still not quite, 
quite done processing it mentally. But season season four, where I was going with this, uh, we see Star dating Tom, who's a demon, who they seem to be, you know, perfect for each other. You would think, you know, Marco wound up being just off to the side. He's the best friend. And uh, through that, you see that maybe Tom, Tom wants to be more free than he would be if he stayed with Star or really with anyone. He winds up deciding, you know, he just needs a break, goes on a soul-searching adventure and becomes a nicer guy. But Star realizes that maybe uh, Tom was not the best for her and then, you know, ends up realizing that Marco's her best friend who's been with her all this time and through the thick and the thin and cares about her and they do finally get their moment where they come together and so that's real nice um, but I really think that the ending was good uh, because Star and her mom had gotten into a fight and her mom had gone and done something bad and she was trying to help change the castle's opinion, the village, the townspeople's opinions on things and it wasn't going well, they weren't accepting the new queen like she wanted them to and things just seemed like nothing was going to work for her and it almost seemed like it was it was hopeless like she should just give up but star kept pushing through she was perseverant she she knew what she believed in and she was going to fight for it and she did and and in the end she realized that she had to sacrifice the thing that you know was the most fun to her that gave her her strength that was the magic but she realized that you know nothing really good necessarily came from the magic there were past queens that hated monsters even though the monsters weren't never really that bad and star kind of grows up and realizes things can change things do need to change and the kingdom does too and we get a good scene in the very last episode where they're in the magic realm and they're uh, going to they're just destroying the magic saying the whispering spell and you see eclipsa who's the monster queen moon who's star's mom star and then Eclipse's daughter, Meteora, who's a monster, part monster, part human, which is the Muni people. And they're like working together, but through this, you see all the previous queens come around them. And you've got Eclipse's mom, and Eclipse is worried she's not going to accept her. And you see Moon's mom. Moon lost her when she was very young to uh, Toffee, the bad guy from the first couple seasons, first two or three. And, but. And then you realize Eclipse's mom, Selena, Solaria, ex- accepts her. She's proud of her. Moon's mom's proud of her. Star's mom's proud of her, and they succeed. But you would think that since the magic's gone, they won't be able to open their portals anymore. And so Star tells Marco to go up the Earth well to get back to Earth. And Star goes the, up the Munin well. But then she decides she wants to be with Marco. So she jumps back in, but Marco did the same thing, but both the wells were closed. And so in them, their love and the care that they had for each other, they were able to open a portal as the the magic realm finally got destroyed. Glosseric, who's her magical guide, going down with it. And Marco winds up on Earth. Star winds up in Muni. But there's a portal, and it's a big portal. And they both are trying to run for it, and they don't get there. But 
it like explodes and what it does is it actually brings the two worlds together and it's it's just a happy good ending really because it's like they get to be together they fought hard they they've worked to end all this uh end the uh problems in Muni, you know, get monsters accepted, they fought against so many different evils, and in the end they sacrificed their powers, and sacrificed the one thing that makes them, them, and still come together and are able to live a life, a happy life, you know, they'll be together. And I think the creators may have set it up where they could do a spinoff with uh, Star and Marco growing up, so... There's always potential there. And I just, I really do think it was uh, a very happy ending. I, I definitely give it a 10 out of 10. I'm gonna watch the season, all four seasons over again. It's, it's a must watch all the way through to see just such good character development and such good storylining. And it definitely won't have a disappointing disappointing finale like uh, Game of Thrones supposedly had but it's just it's just a good show and I think kids teens and adults alike will enjoy it if you really realize what it's meant to represent and what it's meant to be so take what you want run with it and enjoy and that's all I've got for today hopefully this audio is not awful because again I'm in the car but I'll see you guys on Wednesday peace out